This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 2nd on KWAD. Corey, we got some state wrestling on the agenda today. Indeed we do. The Minnesota State High School League Team Wrestling Tournament begins today at the XL Energy Center and boy oh boy are we lucky to have some area teams involved in that in the uh, 2A tournament Pequot Lakes Pine River Bacchus uh, will wrestle and in the single A tournament uh, West Central Area, Ashby, Brandon, Evansville, and United North Central each participating. I ended with United North Central because we're going to follow the Warriors throughout their day today. Uh, they will wrestle Caledonia Houston in the quarterfinals at 9. And uh, win or lose, they'll wrestle again either at 11 or 1. Uh, depending on results. And then, fingers crossed, you get one win in there, you'll wrestle again uh, at five. If you get two wins, you'll wrestle in the championship at seven. So if I can really quickly in that in that Class A tournament. Go for it. The, um, and as state tournaments go, they seed one through five, and then they do random draws everywhere else mm-hmm. uh, for those final three spots, okay? Jackson County Central is the one seed. Uh, they will wrestle West Central Area Ashby, Brandon, Evansville. On the same side of that bracket, Royalton Upsla is the four seed. They'll wrestle the five seed, Howard Lake, Waverly, Winstead. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the two seed is Caledonia Houston, so that means they will wrestle United North Central. Again, that is a random draw, and then the three seed is Belgrade Bruton El Rosa. They will take on unseeded Medford. Winners of those matches will wrestle at one. Losers of those matchups will wrestle in the consolation semis at. 11 the uh fifth place match would be at five third place match is also at five the championship is set for seven i want to just dance through the 2a bracket as well where the one overall seed surprise surprise simly they'll take on unseeded totino grace on the same side of that bracket is the four seed becker they'll take on the five seed pequot lakes pine river bacchus the uh, two seed is new prague they'll take on unseeded mora the three seed casson manorville will take on unseeded dawson boyd laquaparl montevideo united their schedule is the same and if you stay in the championship bracket it's ill um or it's not the same. They their their quarterfinals are at eleven. Then they'll go at one and seven in the championship. The third place is at five. Consolation at one and five with the semifinals. Since we're doing it, CJ, we'll take a look at the three A bracket of the team wrestling tournament. The number one seed here is yeah, you guessed it, St. Michael Albertville. You had two choices here. You were going to be right on on either of them. St. Michael Albertville will take on unseeded Anoka on the same side of that. Bracket, it's the four seed Stillwater area versus the five seed Apple Valley. The two seed is Waconia. They'll take on unseeded Rochester Mayo. And the three seed is Hastings. They will wrestle unseeded Wilmer. Uh, the championship schedule is nine, one, and seven in that bracket. And then third place, fifth place at five with the consolation semifinals at 11. So 
their triple-A bracket looks like the single-A bracket. Good luck to Pequot Lakes Pine River Bacchus in the 2A tournament, West Central Area Ashby Brandon Evansville, and United North Central in the single-A tournament. And we will follow UNC throughout their entire state tournament run. Looking forward to that. That will be on AM 920 and 101.7 FM KWAD. Yeah, and just over an hour we'll have coverage begin for that wrestling right here on KWAD. As you just said, Corey, don't even have to change the dial. You can just keep it right here for state wrestling. It's lovely when it works out that it's way. It's just so easy. All right, so there, that's going on down in state. Best of luck to all the wrestlers and also best of luck to girls basketball around the region as the pigtail games happened on Monday. Now we get into the first full day of action uh, across the region in that. So best of luck to all those teams and hopefully Corey we see a lot of good sportsmanship in that yes I agree because uh, I read a story yesterday on the air uh, that there was a massive fight in Mississippi I believe (laughs) uh, or Tennessee or somewhere down there and there was just a massive fight in girls basketball girls varsity basketball players Fans, coaches, even the cheerleaders were all kind of in this massive scuffle. No kidding. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not great. So you'd think, okay, everybody kind of be on their best behavior. Turns out not. Uh, let me let me play you this clip. Walker almost did the split on the end of that, didn't she? Oh, oh, oh! Players oh. are running. Weish went running off to Penny, and now players need to be separated. There was another scuffle, though, Corey. This time it was in the University of Kentucky, University of Florida basketball competition in women's basketball in the SEC tournament. Eight players were ejected, four from each team, (laughs) between Florida and Kentucky after a skirmish. By the way, this is a 14-11 seed game. Nice. <laughs> None of the both of these teams aren't making the NCAA tournament. Uh, uh, the Wildcats defeated the Gators 72-57. Uh, the game was delayed 22 minutes after officials sorted out penalties, uh, overshadowing the action uh, on the court. Uh, the incident started with 5:26 left in the second quarter when Kentucky's uh, Aish Petty pushed the ball at Florida's uh, Tatiana Weish and rolled it up her face after the Wildcats scored. Weish then threw the ball in Petty's direction. It didn't hit anyone, but then once she saw that, she decided she was going to run toward her. Multiple players engaged in a brief scrum in front of Kentucky's bench. Weish was called for a technical and ejected for fighting. Uh, Petty was also called for a technical, uh, but not ejected. Uh, A whole bunch of players uh, got ejected in this one. And here's one of the players that got ejected. Uh, was also somebody who was hurt. So she wasn't even playing. She had like a walking boot on, but she was still ready to go throw hands. What's going on in women's and girls basketball, huh? Come on. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but one of the quotes... ladies, it's just a game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A quote from one of the players, uh, Kentucky coach Kyra Elsey, here's what she said. Things happen. Yeah, I mean, I this guess is, this is two teams battling for wins. The intensity was high, mm-hmm. the emotions were high. Both these teams, again, neither one of them making the NCAA tournament I was for women's say, basketball. You know who's not fighting? South Carolina. Yeah. UConn. Stanford. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like uh, Tennessee Volunteers women's basketball, not really known for being a fighting club. 
You ever notice that? I think the girls, I think the women's basketball team in Kentucky is changing their name. They're now the Fighting Wildcats. Ooh. Is that that's what that means? Actually, is that yeah? I, I, I think, think that's so. Right. I think so. So the Fighting Irish, if they play Notre Dame, we got yeah. ourselves an issue. Yeah, the Tennessee volunteering to whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, I you know, I'm glad they got it out of their system. That same coach, by the way, she called it a learning experience. Sure is. Uh, yeah, you got to learn that uh, you don't have control of your team. Yeah, you're not. That's one of those. Uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, let's you know. Uh, like I guess you got to undersell it to protect your team a little bit. I don't know. Well, here, here, or or maybe just be like, this is stupid. And yeah, we are. It is a learning experience, and and trust me, we're gonna learn. I mean, okay. So she gets into this press conference. She does not address it in her opening statement at all. No, why this, would you? This coach does, and then they ask her on. She says things happen. Yep. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's a learning experience. Learning experiences happen, CJ. You don't know that. You don't. Uh, and here's how Florida Gators coach Kelly Ray Finley. Again, they didn't start the fight. Yep. And here's how they didn't start the fighting. Here's what she said. This is not how we want to represent ourselves as Florida women's basketball. So first and foremost, I apologize for that because that is not representative of the SEC, the University of Florida, or how we compete. Yes, it is. You're both SEC teams. (laughs) It just means more. That's the SEC slogan. I'm Uh not making that up. It just means more. I know. It does. I guess. I guess it is. Anyway, in terms of PR and mitigating that, that's you just get out in front of it and you be done with it rather than trying to pretend that it didn't exist. Uh, anyway, uh, Kentucky ended up winning the game, which is good for them. That was their 11th win of the season. Oh, good. Way to go, Kentucky. So You you earned it. Earn, earn, earned it. They got that dog in them. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, <laughs> like a Michael Vick dog or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there's a, a story that's been making rounds of the NFL yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a survey released by the NFL Players Association, so the Players Union. They anonymously survey all their players, and they essentially rank their own team. How is your team's training staff? How is your team's facilities? How did the team handle when you brought like a request up to them? How did they treat your family? Sure. This is a very encompassing survey, and surprise, surprise, it comes out right as players are negotiating for free agent contracts. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit of a power play by the union, but it's a fun little thing to kind of see what the players think and get inside their minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to know the three top-ranked teams overall, Corey? The three top-ranked teams over. I mean, they're probably teams who have seen a little success lately. But I, For some reason, I would feel like San Francisco's in the mix. Uh, I'll give you the top three teams. The Las Vegas Raiders... Interesting. The Miami Dolphins. Interesting. And the Minnesota Vikings. Hey. Yeah, nice. so uh, they factor in a, a whole... A lot of success for all three of those teams this past year. <laughs> a lot of success. <laughs> 1,300 players were in this survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, now comes the question. Uh, who were the bottom three teams? Ooh. You know... The first one that that like pops into my brain right now because they were just kind of a, a weird mess all year. Um, their coach just like disappeared to Thailand recently. Is mm-hmm. Arizona? I think Arizona's got to be in the bottom three. They just fired everyone. Kyler has had like a homework clause in his contract. It's not good in Arizona right now. Arizona Cardinals are on the bottom three. So uh, who are the other two? Ooh, this, this, uh, Carolina. 
Carolina was actually towards the top. All right, way to go, Carolina. It's not so oh. much. It's also like your facilities, like how well you take care of your practice center. This is silly of me. Um, Green Bay. Oh. Ah, I that, wish. They've been a mess, though. They have been I a mess. I mean, publicly a mess. Maybe it's not a mess inside. But they got like a team, you know, you got the, like that team culture outside of your quarterback. Well, being let's, a- let's stay in the NFC North really quickly. Chicago? All right, I'm out of guesses. I'm surprised you didn't get this one. The Washington Commanders. Oh, yeah, I forgot they even exist. Yeah, they are. I the, just completely forgot about them. They're bottom. In terms of an overall grade, they got an F minus in just about everything. Yeah, they that they suck. They're, the only reason people play for them is because they want to be in the NFL. So the Arizona uh, and the final team, Corey, you have the, the Commanders, the Arizona Cardinals, and the last one, the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, that's too bad. Please get Justin Herbert. Will family, this Come message directly to you. I mean, so that's. I mean, it ranks a whole bunch of things. So, like uh, in terms of, you know, uh, there was one time a leak in the dra- uh, drainage issue, I should say, in a team's shower at their facility, and they're like, "Hey, can we take care of that?" And the team's like, "No." And there are things like, "Hey, you're gonna have to stay late tonight. Like, you're gonna have to work like a 16-hour day. You're gonna be here, you know, whatever." And uh, by the way, we're not providing food. Or if you do get food at the company at the uh, the company cafeteria, it gets taken directly out of your paycheck. It's all th- little things like that. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal in our world because obviously they're all millionaires. So it's a little, you know, I'm not trying to draw sympathy for anybody here, but it's just interesting. And it's fun that the Minnesota Vikings are towards the top because that does matter. And it's a reason why the Vikings can get some of those free agents and get people to stay here because Everybody likes the atmosphere. Kevin O'Connell did a big job uh, and a good job in terms of turning around the culture. The Vikings, of course, have great facilities. And uh, new. And also noted in the report is a new trainer that the Vikings brought in, mainly replacing old head trainer Eric Sugarman, seemed to be kind of the thing pushing the Vikings in terms of people liking who's in charge, people liking the facility they're at, and also trusting that if there is a problem, the people in charge will do something about it. Not so much in terms of on-play, uh, on-field ability, but just in terms of behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 2nd.